prepare for the refreshing. Look what he says. Repent. Repent and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. In other words, believe in the resurrected Jesus Christ. How to prepare for the refreshing? Well, here it is. Repent and be converted. You know, people need to get saved. They need to repent and get saved. And some Christians need to repent and get saved. Huh? The greatest harvest field in America is inside the four walls of the church. Whenever the disciples witnessed to Jesus under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, people believed and repented, thus preparing the way for the Holy Spirit to be poured out. Acts chapter 8, as an example, as a witness, because the scripture witnesses to what I just said. Acts chapter 8, Philip went down to Samaria. Who is Philip? Anybody know who Philip is? Is he an apostle? Is he a preacher? Is he a licensed ordained preacher? He's a deacon. God filled him with the Holy Spirit, so he said, I got to do something with this. I got to let this out. And so he went to Samaria. Do you know who Samaria is? Do you know where Samaria is? Do you realize that, that back there in the first chapter, he said, you shall be witness unto me in Jerusalem and in Judea. And where? Samaria. Samaria is that place that's forgotten. Jesus went through there. Remember the woman at the well? Bunch of hungry people. Philip said, oh, you people here in Jerusalem, apostles, you can have this crowd. I'm fed up with them. I'm going over yonder where there's some hungry people. And so he went across to Samaria and he began to minister there. And the Bible says that he preached Christ to them. And the Bible says that miracle signs and wonders in chapter 8 began to take place. Uh, people were healed. Uh, demons were cast out. But this lay preacher, this uh, not ordained, uh, not authorized <laughs> preacher went down there and did this. And the Bible says he, he sent word to Jerusalem and said, look at what's happening down here. And the apostles came down and they saw it. And they said, this is a work of God. And they laid hands on them people. And the Bible says they received the Holy Ghost. That's the witness of Scripture. That's a time of refreshing. The people repented. They got saved. The Holy Spirit was poured out. Now, can I tell you something? I may be giving away my conclusion, but I'm going to say it anyway. If the church of today will repent, God will pour out His Holy Spirit. We'll say more about that in a minute. I see you're going to take it well so I can move on and feel confident when I get to it. The witness of Scripture, Acts chapter 19, Paul at Ephesus preached Jesus to them and explained the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Paul laid hands on them, and guess what happened? They became church members. The Holy Spirit came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. Refreshing. Woo, hallelujah. We need a refreshing church. We need a refreshing. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit to overflow. We need a fire of God. We need a river of God. Yes. Testimony of believers. Here it is, plain and simple. Disciples witness. People believe and repent. The Holy Spirit's poured out. Can I make it any easier than that? That's what Peter's saying. There is the answer for the church today. Times of refreshing, the testimony of believers right now in America. Many believers are so hungry for God. I believe that if we fail to provide the opportunity to find Him in our churches, they will find Him elsewhere. They will look and search for Him in mystical religions, in Islam, and all this other junk. They will look for God because people are so hungry and people in churches are so hungry for God and the preachers and the leadership of the church are afraid to turn the Holy Spirit loose for fear of running some people off. And I'm telling you, you're going to lose a lot of people because they're going to go find something to eat. They're hungry. They're hungry for God. 
I hear this not just from the people that I talk to individually, personally. I hear this from reports that I read. I hear this from preachers all over the world and missionaries. People are hungry for God in America. America is ripe for a mighty move of God. And let me tell you, I don't believe it's going to be Islam or Buddhism or any other ism. I believe it's going to be the power of God moving in believers. He's going to pour out His Holy Spirit on this nation and we're going to see the old time Pentecost. We're going to see the signs and wonders that are prophesied in this book come to pass. People are desperate. What was it our illustrious General Secretary George Wood said? He used that word, desperate. We desperately need a manifestation of the presence of God, he said. And I say to you that people are desperate, and desperate people will take drastic measures to find spiritual nourishment. They'll move across the country. Pastors and leaders need to be more concerned about pleasing God than offending some self-righteous sinners. And I do mean sinners. How many of you believe saints can sin? When a saint sins, they're a sinner. There's a lot of saints that need to repent. Well, I never. Yeah. And bless God, if the worship leader gets a little excited and he starts leading a song and people get a little bit excited and they start jumping, they start clapping, they start praising God and the pastor looks at him and gives him the evil eye, which means shut her down, boy. Tone it down. Bring it down. Hmm? Ain't that the truth? Ain't that where we've come to? Let's not get too excited now. We can't have too much emotionalism. I'd like to have a little bit. Can we have just a little bit? Pastors and leaders need to be more concerned about displeasing God than offending some self-righteous sinners who want religion void of the presence of God. Wish I'd have brought the quote with me this morning, and I didn't. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, said, I fear what is coming upon the church. And I'm going I'm to read that quote to you a little later. And one of them is religion without the Holy Spirit, conversion without repentance, Christianity without Christ. I'll get it in its entirety for you in a later message. Stay tuned. 